I love the smell of napalm in the morning. It smells like victory. We're airborne. We don't start fights. We finish them. It's a super, super, really super, super. Here on a uh, Tuesday, April 24th, and uh, the big stories that we're covering, uh, the Toronto attack. Uh, We're uh, now finding out uh, some weird stuff. We now know what uh, the driver yelled, or at least uh, uh, posted on his social media just before the attack. It's so bizarre. And we'll cover that on Handle on the News Late Edition. He's also been charged with 10 counts of murder. Isn't that lovely? It's still illegal in Canada. To uh, mow down uh, 10 people? Yeah. Okay, that's Brian Suits. Uh, Brian, thank you so much for being with us. It's and, a lovely drive. No, that was a goodbye. What's that? Um, just thank you oh, for, okay. yeah, for your Not lovely thoughts. Yeah. All right, Tactical Tuesday with Brian. Brian, of course, heard uh, Saturday and Sunday here on KFI. 10 to midnight Saturday, 8 to 10 on Sunday. And whenever he's giving a talk, and I always let him plug that anytime that's coming up. All right. Uh, the president... The presidents are speaking right now to each other, Uh, President Macron, President Trump, and they've got a lot to cover, including Iran, uh, North and South Korea, uh, as well as Syria. I mean, a lot of heavy-duty stuff. We. We. All right, so give us a a quick overview of what's going on. The French president is coming in early in the week as Le Cop uh, Dubon, the good cop. Um, The German comes later this week. Uh, the the Europeans are very interested in keeping the Iranian deal intact. Trump clearly wants to blow the thing up. And in saying that, he's already triggering the Iranians. The Iranians are about to do his job for him. And so that's why Merkel is uh, is, is going to come here in Mach 2 to, to get Trump to back off on that before the Iranians do it for him. So, you know, if, if your rival is busy screwing themselves, why, why slow right. up? So herein uh, is uh, the big question. Uh, because you can bet that uh, the vast majority of advisors around Trump are saying, do not blow up the Iranian deal. I can't imagine anybody saying other. Well, that's not true. Bolton. I know. Uh, Pompeo, yeah. Uh, Pompeo. Pompeo. Um, Nikki Haley's yeah, not a big fan of it. Yeah. Yeah. When you think about his advisors going the other way. And this is not a president who doesn't react as opposed to uh, sit down and contemplate. And the rest of the world is saying, certainly Merkel, Macron, and uh, virtually all of Europe saying, do not blow up the Iranian deal. Why are they saying that? Because the Iranians got a $150 billion front load, you know, for signing the deal. And what did they turn around and do? They, they did white people welfare with Airbus. They, they ordered 60 Airbus. Uh, and for that matter, they ordered 40 Boeing aircraft. Now, uh, so it's white people welfare for Everett Washington. Now, the $150 billion, that was their money anyway. So it, was sure. fr- it was frozen assets, sure, right? But it, was interna- it was part of international sanctions. Uh, that It was something we wish we could have done to Hitler um, uh, or any other international actor who is a bad a dude. Like like we're doing with, with North Korea. They don't have any frozen assets. They don't have any assets. Um, but th- But make no mistake. Trump is setting up the upcoming May summit with Kim, with the North Koreans, South Koreans, and us at the DMZ as a example for the Iranians of look, look what good kids get. Look what happens 
uh, when you come when you come clean and and maybe you want to deal up front. Though I do think, and this is important for people to understand, uh, the North Koreans have given up nothing, but they it looks like they did. I mean, it was a grand announcement that they're going to stop nuclear tests and missile tests. Well, it's for the same reason we're no longer testing the B-52 since 1954, because we don't need to test it anymore. The North Koreans have their missiles and they have their nukes. But wouldn't that be, wouldn't they continue testing uh, to uh, tweak it? And there really is some politics involved here, or is it Kim just being so smart and outsmarting uh, our president. He went to his people a couple months ago and he said, uh, by 2018, we need to be absolutely sure that that nuke fits on that missile and it can reenter the atmosphere over Washington, D.C. And so via, uh, you know, testing, but primarily computer model testing, they're confident that they have that. Keep in mind, you know, how many tests did we do before our A-bomb was operational on August 6th? We did one. And it wasn't even an airdrop. It was on a tower in New Mexico. Except there, the exigencies, there was a war going on. Yeah. But, we, uh, but bottom line, we, we and knew it was that. A, and it was a miracle that that went off. But you know what's going on in North Korea? A war. That was that's the same thing. They feel like they're at wartime. 10,000 guys with slide rules made sure that that thing worked on July 16th, 1945 uh, uh, in New Mexico. Uh, and then uh, and six weeks later or four weeks later, it was dropped via airplane and, and it worked because they, they said we are 99 percent sure that this will work. Well, Kim has the advantage of six tests, just like Pakistan did, India did and, and China did before they mass produced. So he has a mass producible warhead, which probably he was producing it before they even tested the H-bomb test six. Meanwhile, He's got a missile that can uh, reach the east coast of the U.S. The rest is done by computer model, and we're not going to bet that he's wrong. Uh, now, as far as Iran, let's go back to that for just a second. Uh, the world, or certainly uh, the Western world, looks at Iran actually living up to the deal that it cut. Yeah. And uh, Trump is saying, we, I don't care. We're going. It was a bad deal. We're going to unravel that deal. And there is an issue of saying... I mean, is a deal a deal? And uh, the perception of the United States is not going to maintain deals if it doesn't like it. Well, what Trump is going to say is, last I read in Article uh, 1 of the Constitution is that the Senate ratifies foreign treaties. And the U.S. Senate never got a pass at this thing. It's not a valid treaty. We're, we're not uh, obligated to follow it. Uh, the two largest flaws with the Iran deal, and the Iranians knew this, and, and they took advantage of Obama, is number one, missiles aren't covered in the deal at all. John Kerry said that that would have been too complicated. And so missiles are not covered. Missile development's not covered. They're still in all, they're all kinds of violation of UN sanctions there. And then thing two, the inspection um, regulate, the inspection regime is deeply flawed. The Iranians get to pick and choose where we get to inspect uh, and all that. And so what Trump is going to do is set up Iran with by rewarding North Korea for coming forth and saying we're going to stop developing um, nukes and missiles, so for the wrong reason because they have them working. But he wants to he wants to redo the Iran deal after the fact and say now let's throw in missiles. All right. When we come back, here's what I want to do. I want to talk a little bit about the personal relationship that the president has with Macron. He they're loved, holding hands. Yeah, he loves. They that? love. They're kissing each other. They're French kissing each other, so he, to speak. He likes handsome men. Uh, he does. And uh, the horrible relationship Trump has with Merkel, and see how that pans out geopolitically, and then Syria. 
and why Germany will not get involved in Syria, which I find astounding and ironic. uh, Well, more than just ironic. I mean, stunningly. Yeah, I guess ironic is a good, but not in any positive way at all. It's ironic to a level that uh, I'm totally disgusted with. And your chance to win $1,000 brought to you by Cunning Dental. If you have dental problems, call Cunning Dental for a free exam. Call 888-640-SMILE. Ain't no begging you can do. It's got trouble times too. A with an attitude. Yeah. And uh, welcome back. Handle and the morning crew. Here's your chance to win some money. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the keyword WIN to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and messaging rates apply. That's WIN to 200-200. They call the winner and you have to answer or you can't win. Karen in La Habra answered and won $1,000. Your next chance to win next hour. All right. uh, We're back with uh, Brian Suits, Tactical Tuesday. And Brian, as we speak right now, the uh, president and uh, President Macron are talking about Syria, North Korea, uh, Iran. So there's a lot on the table. And you were just mentioning that President Trump made a rather interesting statement. Uh, in the, the subject came up about Iran and the, the purpose of Macron's visit. The official purpose is that it's an official visit, but he comes with a, with a mandate to try to be a nice guy and talk Trump into keeping the Iran deal. Trump clearly knows this. So the, the question came up in the pool spray about what about the uh, the Iran nuclear deal? Are you tearing it up or what? And this is what Trump said. Oh, we'll find out. You'll find out about that. It won't be so easy for them to restart. They're not going to be restarting anything. They restart it. They're going to have big problems, bigger than they've ever had before. And you can mark it down. They restart their nuclear program. They will have bigger problems than they have ever had before. Thank you very much, everybody. And he had the extended uh, index finger when he yeah. said it the second now time. Now, that gets interesting. If they restart it after the United States abrogates the agreement as bad as it is, yeah. what do they? What does he expect them to do? Just sit back and say, okay, we're doing nothing? Yeah, and he, he laid down the gauntlet that we get to tear it up if we want. If, if you decide to restart your program, you're going to get what, you know, you saw a little bit in Syria of how precise we can be. It's a quantum leap over 10 years ago. You don't want to do this. Wouldn't okay. you rather come back to the table uh, and, and do a missile right. and nuke deal? Now, as far as uh, big picture uh, foreign policy, as it relates to Iran and it relates to North Korea and Syria, how much is uh, the president's personal relationship with Macron have an insula- uh, influence and the fact that Merkel's coming next week? Hates the president and he hates her. Yeah, he Trump clearly loves Macron. They, you know, Macron's English is impeccable or, or impeccable, uh, and and they they like hanging out. He likes being seen. Trump, you know, likes being seen with good looking men, uh, and he likes having good looking men l- hump his leg uh, and all that. And so that's that's what's going on here. It's a it's a it's a bromance, and at some time, and you know, Trump doesn't drink, so at some point. Macron, you know, tonight has to say, you're not seriously thinking about abrogating this Iran thing, are you? And if if Trump says for you, no, right. it's so, just a joke. But when Merkel shows up, boy, what a hangover wake up in right. your bedroom. What did I bring home last night is that? Because, well, first of all, she is not a good looking man. 
Uh, that's for sure. She's a very handsome man. Yes. Well, not particularly, but uh, Listen again, to us. what pigs, what sexist pig bastards we are. Oh, I, I, yeah, probably, she, pretty she's much. A, she's a, she's one of the longest serving oh, democratic leaders in Western Europe. Oh, she's one of the most powerful women in and the you're world. You're denigrating her achievement. Uh, no, not in the least. No, she's an East German. I've never liked her, and I don't know yeah. why they elect her. But, uh, and I'm just, she's just not the most attractive but person. But she arrives with the but, possibility but, of buying F-35. Yeah, That's if, what she brings to the table. But if we had an ugly uh, president, I'd make just as much fun about him. So I, I just want to put, I news, put that, oh, I'm disclaiming like crazy. Uh, but, but Merkel he, shows up, and she ha- there's the Germans are making noises like they want to buy the F-35, which would be huge because hmm. because they should be buying French, they should be buying European. So Merkel is going to try to play this game with Trump, and and again she's a she's grew up a communist. She can't she's playing with the wrong guy. She's going to try to leverage him and say, hey, uh, if you stay in the Iran nuclear deal, we might buy 18 F-35s from you. Are you surprised uh, that Merkel stayed out of uh, Syria and uh, the uh, uh, the allies? I am, and you know what? A lot Especially of German t- politicians are sh- stunned and shocked by because that. Because of the, the history of gassing yes. and of all the countries that would be the most sensitive, it yeah. would be Germany. And they have, they're saying those words, saying, uh, saying we have a moral obligation to bomb the living F out of someone who uses gas to, to slaughter five-year-olds. I mean, how... How self-aware are you, uh, Angela? Well, that is how conflict-averse she is. She has taken what the Germans have, have considered to be their post-World War II virtue, that they don't get entangled in conflict anymore, and they don't, you know, overrun your country and those other annoying habits they used to have. Um, and so she's taken that to this extraordinary extreme where she has decided that force is never, ever, 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 ever the answer, even when clearly sometimes force is the answer. Then you have no choice. Uh, does that hurt her politically? I guess she doesn't care here on her fourth term. She just was reelected, and she's she she don't GAF, uh, I guess. But she thinks she has leverage over Trump. She doesn't. He he dislikes her. Uh, you know, it's really hard to find a foreign leader that the United States is uh, a nation that we're so close to, where where the dislike between the two leaders is, is more obvious. He's shaken Xi Jinping's hand, the Chinese premier's hand. More than Merkel's. He's about to shake Kim Jong-un's hand more times in one dinner than he will shake Merkel's hand on Friday. All right. Uh, thank you. 10 to midnight on Saturday, 8 to 10 on Sunday. Or whenever stuff blows up. Right. And whenever stuff blows up. Right. Do you have anything going on that you would uh, like to pitch? Any? No. No. Just going to go and All right. got take it. care of the chickens. All right. You got it. All right. Coming up. Handle on the news. It's not a metaphor, by the way. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Brian.